Our reading from God's Word this morning is from two different chapters in Paul's letter to the church in Rome. Firstly, we'll be reading from chapter 1, verse 1, and then 7 to 10, and then Romans 15, 30 to 33. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. To all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is being reported all over the world. God, whom I serve with my whole heart in preaching the gospel of his Son, is my witness how constantly I remember you in my prayers at all times. And I pray that now at last, by God's will, the way may be opened for me to come to you. And then Romans 15. I urge you, brothers, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit, to join me in my struggle by praying to God for me. Pray that I may be rescued from the unbelievers in Judea and that my service in Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints there, so that by God's will I may come to you with joy and together with you be refreshed. The God of peace be with you. Amen. This is God's word. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you, Becky and the team for a great time of worship and Blake and all the others who helped us to lift up the offering. Um, we will come to a time after we hear God's word and the time to pray and we'll pray also for those offerings and the ones that have been already made through direct debit or the card uh, which is uh, downstairs as well. For those uh, who were not here when we started the service, uh, I said that uh, I have the privilege of being one of the pastors here, and uh, my other colleague, where is he? Oh, he's, he's gone downstairs to the kids. And uh, we, as a church, have been going through a, a series on um, a prayer, because this year is a year of prayer and uh, we have spent quite some time uh, uh, in uh, these uh, letters letter of Paul to the Romans in chapter 15 in particular so uh, God willing next Sunday we will finish this section before we move to another section but join me in prayer let's pray Oh Lord, you are here. You have been ministering to us through the songs, the prayers, the story that Billy told, 
the reading of your word. And now we come to the proclamation of it. We pray that you continue to speak to us. May the words that are coming out of this month of mine which you created and the meditation of our heart all be pleasing and acceptable to you. Lord, would your spirit take over. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Long time ago, the Lord, as he spoke to his people, said this, I quote, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. He spoke these words to his people. He is still speaking these words to his people. His ways are higher than our ways. And our thoughts are not his thoughts. Now I don't know what plans you have this week or after this service or uh, this month which is almost in the middle or some of us uh, students uh, like the four who stood here just a few weeks ago or which is the word they taught me this morning wriggling around barreling around say it again barreling around <laughs> So I'm trying to pick these words. So whether you are still going around and thinking, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? But one of the things we, all of us, and I, I hope and I assume that at one point in our lives, or even these days, we are praying. We pray, oh, please God help me to see my dreams and my thought comes through. My desires, big dreams, big desires. I please, Lord. And, wow, we heard that he, his thoughts are higher and his ways are not our ways. So this morning, we want to look at uh, this topic, uh, prayer. Oh, oh, yeah, I can see that now. Prayer and God's sovereign ways. Prayer is a way we bring to God our plans, our thought, our desire, talking to him. And many times we want to say, Lord, I want to do this, but can you help? But also we wait for the response. 
And this response of God this morning comes sometime in the ways that are sovereign, his design, his ways, his plans. And so we want to look at this topic, looking at the story of one person, as Billy said, who was called by the Lord, and what an adventure that he has. And this person is Paul. So we're going to look at this story of Paul's journey from Corinth to Rome. Once upon a time, as God called him, he kept traveling around, and one time, and that's your homework now today, go home and find out when was the first time Paul said, aha, I want to go to Rome. So go and find that. Next Sunday, I'm going to bring some chocolate. <laughs> Whoever gets that is going to get a bunch of uh, chocolate. And uh, Sherry, could you remind me, please? Because if they, <laughs> I can forget about that. And then he had that thought. And then he came to a place called Corinth. And he said, I don't want to keep this in my mind. I want to write it to the Christian in Rome, my desire, my intention, my heart, I want to come there and bring the good news. He was in a mission. And so from Corinth, he's writing this, as we heard from Lindsay. I pray that by God's will, the way may be open for me to come to you. And he's writing there. And it's a long letter, and towards the end of his letter, he say, hey, I am not only praying, I really want you to join me as well in prayer. So that's why he said, I urge you, brothers and sisters in Christ, join me in my struggle by praying to God for me, so that by God's will, I may come to you. Have you noticed in both, he's emphasizing God's will. In other words, he's saying, my prayers and your prayers need to be in line in accordance with God's will. And God's will is not preventing us from praying. In fact, someone say, I quote, this phrase, by the will of God, instructs us in the necessity of devoting ourselves to prayer, since God alone directs all our paths and all our steps by his gracious and unerring providence. So we need to keep praying as the Lord leads us. So he's so desperate. He's saying, it's not only in my head, I'm praying. I want you to join me in praying so that I may come to you. Not just a trip that I can enjoy. I really want to come to bring the good news, also to have a fellowship with you, to give you some of the gift that God has given me to establish you, to build you up, to be encouraged. And then time passed. Past, past, 
after almost three years since he wrote this, we hear from one of his companions on the journey saying this, and so we came to Rome. Wow, three years of waiting for that prayer to be answered. Not only his prayer, but the prayers of uh, his friends. Three years, that's quite a long wait. I think in my life, I've been becoming impatient with waiting. When, when I was in Africa, I, was much, I, I had much patience. And the reason probably because when you go to a bus station to try to get a bus or to travel, I think I told you this. You go there in the morning and you don't know what time the bus is going to come. And so you want to go to Glasgow, you're waiting, 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 and the bus might not come. You pack again your bags, go back to your place. Try again tomorrow. When I came to Scotland in Aberdeen, I arrived at the bus station. If the bus is late one minute, I could see people. I'm like, what's wrong with them? But actually, I realized there's a knock-on effect on many other things. So quickly, I begin to learn. And there is a joke we always say in that room. Before the service starts, Lindsay is in the room. Because Lindsay doesn't like us to start even one minute late. He's my friend, so I can just say this. It's so patient, waiting, waiting, waiting. But there is more to this story than just these three years. So you can see the dot, 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 which means there is a story behind which I would like us now to journey because by looking at this story now in this way, by using a map, we can trace where Paul has been and what has happened. And we will discover or be reminded that not only God answers prayer in his time, but also in his ways that may not seem nice to us or unexpected. So let's use this map and see. So that's where, in the middle there, that's uh, where normally current is, where you see Achaia, that's where current is. So Paul is writing there, he's saying, you can see Rome on that corner there. And he's saying to his friend, I want to come. In reality, he should have just, uh, from that middle section there, which is where current is, just go straight up there. But he say, wait a minute. I have another mission, first of all, to go to Jerusalem. And then from there, straight, I will come to you. But not only to you, because I will be on my way to Spain. So there's a lot going on there. Are you with me? Can you see that properly? Yes. So, from Corinth, and... Uh, he, he wanted to go, first of all, uh, to Jerusalem. To do what? He had a collection, money he has uh, taken, not for himself, but money for uh, the poor, 
in Jerusalem so that he can go and give. But also there's a lot going on there because uh, he has been uh, giving the good news to that area. They call them the Gentile. And then they, in Jerusalem, the Jews. And there is a little bit of a friction there. And so he's thinking, I need to take this money to them with the aim to, to unite also this uh, church that begin to divide. Put that in your mind and keep, let's keep that. Well, could he not have given the money to somebody else anyway so that he can just uh, go to Rome? No, he went down there. But as we heard from the second uh, reading, which leans in chapter 15, He's asking them to pray so that uh, he may be delivered. He may be, have a, a, a safe journey. So there is a, a risky mission he's taking there. And then when he arrives in Jerusalem, without going into detail, so I will take you at home this week. You got a lot of homework, including myself. So go to the book of Acts, eh? Beginning at least from chapter 18, if you want to go that far. But you can begin from chapter 20, where he's writing this in Corinth. And then chapter 21, he starts his journey. So then he goes to Jerusalem. In his mind, after Jerusalem, after I've brought these uh, things, uh, I will go straight to Rome. But of course, this implies sailing um, through the Mediterranean Sea. But something else happened. He arrived in Rome, in, 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 in Jerusalem. He is arrested. Not because he broke the bank, but because men did not like him. They arrested him. They beat him. And they nearly even killed him. And then he is sent to, you can see that just above Jerusalem, there is a Caesarea there. So he's sent there as a prisoner, and he's put into prison, and he stays there for two years. And even there, before that, there was a plot to kill him. He's sent there. And he stayed there for two years. And then after some time, he and a bunch of other prisoners, they are now sent to Rome. You see how good it is? Because he's now going on to his own expenses. He's going on the expense of the government. So put that already in your mind. And so he's sent, but the journey... He's quite a dangerous journey. At one time, the storm was so fearless. He nearly drowned. He was nearly to be killed. And then there was also the shipwreck. Remember the story. And he is there. And finally, with all that, they arrive in a place. You can see there is a yellow thing going there. That's the road where he's using they arrive in Malta. There's another story there. And finally, he goes uh, until uh, he arrives uh, in Rome. 
his prayer and the prayers of his friends that it might be in God's will, a way may be open, and look at the way it is opening up for him to go there. God is a sovereign in his way. Now, um, you, you, you know this. I, I like this three style because you can keep just the one to remember and or the other two you can forget them. But I think this morning I'm going to have just two things we can learn. So, so, so number one, when we look at this, is God's way sometime in, in our lives may include him permitting us to get involved in a risky mission. Because from current, as I said, he could have just gone there, but God also in his way had also plans that you need to take this money to there. There is a mission there. And I was putting in my note, I'm just wondering what is a dangerous mission the Lord is calling us to. Or perhaps let me put it this way. If we want to be a really missional church or really people who are involved in what God is doing, we also must be aware that the Lord might be taking us into this risky mission. I don't know, as a student, some of you who finish here, as we said, you are planning to do this and that, and I don't know where God might be taking you. I'll come back to this. But the second thing is this. Not only God might be in his way, sometimes take us into this risky mission, but also God's sovereign ways sometimes include him leading us through devious, dangerous, difficult path. Not a straight one, but like this. And I can remember another one in the Bible who had this kind of devious. Is Joseph had this dream and he wanted to be there, but he had to go through being thrown into the cistern and being taken into Pharaoh's house and being so like this. But God is guiding. Not a straight. But here is the thrill. While our mind is going where? I'm desperate there. In these devious ways and dangerous path, 
difficult path, he also gives us great opportunities to serve him. It is because when you go back home and read the story, you will find that it is from Jerusalem to Caesarea there, as he spent two years there, he had the opportunity to speak to the crowd, he has the opportunity to speak to the authorities, like Sanhedrin, like Festus, like Felix, like Agrippa. Now, all these are authorities. He had the opportunity after opportunity to speak to people. And then when he had also in total on that ship, there were 276 of them. And many a time, he is the one who has to encourage them because they became despondent. And when he arrived in Malta, what a ministry. Not only of ministering to the higher people and the soldier and the sailors, but also in Malta, ministering to the sick people. As someone in one is a commentary said, he emptied all the hospitals of Malta because everyone was coming there to be healed. God gives opportunities. And so the challenge for us, while our mind is fixed where perhaps, what is the Lord might be doing around me so that I can get involved in and do this? But not only God gives us great opportunities to serve him and to minister to other people, but also because it is a dangerous, it is an unwanted path, it is a difficult path, it is a stormy and stormy path, he also gives us timely episodes to be encouraged and to be thankful to the Lord. Let me walk with you through this quickly, this episode. If you read the story, as soon as he was arrested, then the mob came, they wanted to, they were beating him, and they nearly killed him. But God intervened through a commander, and the news reached the commander, and the commander came with his soldier, the Bible tells us, as soon as the mob saw the commander and the soldier, they stopped beating him. What a timely intervention. Think it this way. The commander should have said, what's going on there? I'm not coming. But uh, this is where prayer can bend the will of people so that they can be able to do the things timely. Another episode, when life was uh, very intense in this uh, time when he was uh, in, 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 in under arrest and chained, and uh, there is also the mob of the authority, the Sanhedrin, plotting to do something, the Lord appeared to Paul in the night and said to him, take courage. 
you will also be my witness to Rome. Another episode, this time, 40 people have plotted to kill Paul. They have even taken a vow that, uh, yeah, this, this is, will be the end. But God intervened through Paul's nephew, who happened to be, I mean, Paul is in chain, and this nephew happened to be in a right place, in a right time, hearing the plot. And so he went and told the commander. And the commander said, look, don't tell anybody. That's how Paul was rescued. A timely intervention. The other one is that during the storm, when the boat, the ship kept going, the storm became fierce. Again, the angel of the Lord appeared to Paul and said, tell all of them that things are going to be all right. Be encouraged. Another one, before I finish the other one, so two more. This one is when he is near to reach Malta and because the storm and, the, and the, the, the ship and so the soldier who were escorting them thought maybe all these prisoners are going to run away. We better kill them. But there was a centurion who was protecting or God was using to protect Paul. Say don't kill them. The only reason so that Paul may not be killed. Read the story. Fascinating. And then the last episode, as he arrived there, because in Malta he was being given an unusual kindness, he arrived in Rome. People heard the news. They walked miles, some of them, to come and meet him. And the Bible tells us in Acts 28, 14, 15, 16, when he saw these brothers and sisters in Christ, he thanked God. And he was greatly encouraged because he has seen the demonstration of their love. Now, that is a climax. He thanked God. He could have chosen to be very grumpy and say to God, is this is what I signed up for? To take me through this. He could have chosen that way. But he was so thankful. Later on we are going to sing a song. Which will uh, um, go um, like this. That even when uh, you don't uh, see it. Even when you don't uh, feel it. God is always working. And in, in this story, Paul wasn't aware that God was working through the commander to begin with, to rescue him. He wasn't aware that God was working through his nephew and through the commander who took the news seriously, 
who intervened, he wasn't aware of that. Friends, as God's people, we can always take courage that in times of trouble and difficulties, the Lord is with us and is working even when we don't see it and feel it. I don't know where you are, but as your friend, as one of your pastors, I talk to some of you. I receive phone calls, and I know a little bit of what you are going through. But as I pray, and as we pray as elders and leaders for you, be encouraged that even when we don't see it, when we don't feel it sometime, and like next week, God willing, even when it delays three years, he's still working. So as I close, can you bring that map again one more time? Are you in current in your way of living and God is taking you, permitting you to go to a dangerous mission, kind of like you are going to Jerusalem? And what current look like for you? What Jerusalem looks like for you at the moment? And maybe you are in Jerusalem, your mind, I'm going to go straight to Rome. Maybe God will be taking you through this. But in all that, he is with you. He is with us. Is God, as a church, taking us to dangerous territories? risky mission and maybe you have already left Jerusalem you are on your way to that God given destiny for you but you are battling storms may the Lord continue to speak to us and bless his word amen